And welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch all of the Precure franchise. I am your host, Charlie, they, them, or he, him. And I'm Pretty Cure Cassidy. My pronouns are she, her. And today, we are starting off with the very first episode of Futari wa Pretty Cure. But before we begin, I want to give a slight overview of the Precure franchise. Just so people who are listening to this and have, have never watched a single episode of Pretty Cure have some idea of what the franchise is about. So Pretty Cure started in back in 2004 on February 1st. It is produced by Toei. It's kind of similar to Kamen Rider or Super Sentai where it's a very long-running series. It has 16 seasons so far. The newest one just aired February 3rd. Each season is its own, except there's two exceptions. There's the first one, Futara Wa, and the fourth and fifth, which are also like sequels to each other. But everything else just stands by itself. Um, it looks like there's a sequel to Futari Wa. Yes. Okay. There's Futari Wa, there's that. The third season starts the trend of being separate although the Ah. third season is a weird case which i could discuss more when we get to it because it's interesting what happened there Mm -hmm. yes but this is a very long running magical girl series and i really like it because a lot of the combat in it is much more physical you'll see the pretty cares engaging in more like fist fight and using more like physical combat than just magic which i really love yeah it's very good from what i've seen spoiler alert so cassidy you've never watched any pretty cure before doing this with me uh that is correct and even now i have only watched a single episode yes now if i ask you one episode into the first season if you had a pick between Cure Black and Cure White, who is your favorite so far? Oh, Cure Black, no question. Yeah, I think so as well. I have some strange issues with Cure White. Alright, do you want to talk about them now or after the episode's over? No, I mean, they'll come up during the episode, because, like, one of them is the opening scene. (laughs) Alright, as for me, I've watched... Not all of Pretty Cure, but I watched several of the seasons. My favorite is Heart Catch, which is, I think, the seventh season. And it's it's a lot of fun. I'm excited. So how I started watching Pretty Cure is I start off with most people, I feel, start off when they see a new season of Pretty Cure starting. Is that I ask myself, do I have to watch the others before I watch this one? Because... I saw it first. I saw Go Princess Pretty Cure, which started in 2015. That was that year's Pretty Cure. And I watched the first episode, and something about it made me think, oh, I do have to watch the others before I watch this. So I just never watched that season. And then about two years ago, 
Kira Kira Alamo started airing, and I heard about that, and I realized I didn't have to watch anything else that came before it to watch that season. So that's the first Pretty Cure season I actually watched. And it's really good, too. So if you're listening to this and you don't want to watch along with us, you just want to watch a Pretty Cure season, you can just watch the newest one or watch last year's. You know, you can start off with the newest stuff if you want. And there are definitely guides out there that talk about what each season's about. If you want to pick, I recommend Heart Catch. It's really good. I look forward to it then. But today we are starting off with our first episode of Fuchari Wa. You want us to transform? No way! Also known as... We can transform? (laughs) Wait, no, hold on. I think you've put the two titles together because there are two different titles for this there's what do you mean transform and then also we can transform no way i was reading what they have on crunchyroll and i guess crunchyroll decided to combine the two titles yeah i'm just looking at the wikipedia page that's huh no weird some of these other uh titles are very good yes (laughs) So are you ready to begin? Yeah. Leave the way. So we start off with a lacrosse practice where we meet our first main character, Nagisa, who is really good at lacrosse. She scores a goal and everyone's like really excited about that. I did not know a lacrosse field looked like that. You know... I don't know much about lacrosse either, so... Like, just, like, the chalk markings and such are a lot different than what I was expecting. Yeah. And then we cut to Honaka, who is our other main character, and she's in a classroom doing a science experiment. Okay, so this is why I don't like Honaka. (laughs) Don't like science? (laughs) No, she's practicing poor lab safety. I love science. Oh! Uh, You're right. She is mixing chemicals and says that once she mixes them, they will instantly freeze, which sounds like it's some sort of, like, a very powerful chemical reaction. Um, And she is not wearing either gloves, which would be very important in a thing like this, especially if it was something similar to uh, liquid nitrogen as a result, but maybe not. And... Also, no safety goggles, which are absolutely required if you are working with chemicals. That's true. And the experiment does blow up in her face, so all that lab safety probably would have been better. Yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to have your face near vapor. They make like little things that you can grab beakers with from further away. Yeah. Also, her she needs to like push more of her hair back, like it's, some of it's dangling over the side, and if I remember... My science class. You gotta make sure your hair is not gonna get into things. Yeah. But her experiment is a success. She does manage to freeze whatever chemicals she was combining. This kind of starts the trend in this episode where Honaka is kind of unfazed by the things that are happening. She seems to just be kind of like, well, it worked. Hmm. Yeah. I, it's not a good way to deal with, like, actual chemical reagents no (laughs) we then cut to a scene that's later in the day because lacrosse practice is over and whatever honoka was doing in the classroom also be 
seems to be over. And now Honoka is engaged in another unsafe activity. She's reading while walking, which... I've done that one before, so that's fine, I think. I'm more okay with that one. <laughs> I'm just glad that she seems to manage to miss running right into the cost team. Because if that was me, I probably would have just crashed into someone. Yeah, um, especially like since the lacrosse team wasn't paying any attention either. Yeah, they're very lucky that they just managed to miss each other because no one was paying attention while they were walking past each other. <laughs> and as they cross paths, Honoka and Nagisa, the camera zooms in on their two faces to show that they are connected. These are the important main characters. Yes. And then we get to the theme song. And this theme song you will hear a bit of as our theme song, because it's very good. I wanted to take a moment to... Do you want to discuss the opening song? Uh, we don't have sure. to. Sure. I mean, I don't remember what all happens in the uh, in any of the actual animation for it. It's basically showing off Nagisa and Honoka, like, kind of what's similar to what we saw at the opening. Like, Nagisa is doing some sports, and Honoka is in a lab, pouring chemicals into a beaker unsafely. <laughs> and then it shows them off fighting i wanted to bring it up because there's a line in the opening that says we're pretty and cure cure which is an interesting line yeah <laughs> it just stood out to me we're pretty and cure cure they're not just one cure they're two cures well i guess well yeah they are two cures <laughs> so once that is over we are introduced to their school which is named verone Academy. We see everyone's coming in for the morning, and we get to meet two of Nagisa's friends. They are Shiho and Rina. I don't remember how important they are. I hope they're very important because I do enjoy them a lot. Yes, they're a lot of fun. And they start talking about how there was a shooting star last night, and Nagisa has no idea what they're talking about. But it turns out there's been a lot of, like, shooting stars lately. Mm-hmm. And they think it might be a bad omen. Yes, it's an ominous omen. This is the, I mean, evil stars. Where can you go wrong with that? Uh, there's good stars. There are. And Honoka also agrees because she brings up how they might be a good thing instead. Honoka starts giving a scientific explanation about shooting stars, like how the little, well, she says the little pieces of stars, they're more like yeah. pieces. Stop trying to um actually and being wrong, Honoka. They're actually pieces of like meteors. I mean, she, yeah, they're just space rock. You know, I didn't check the rest of her explanation where she talks about like they go move at like 62 miles per hour through our atmosphere. I, I mean, maybe she's right about that part, but. Yeah, that that's a maybe. And she talks about how in the olden days when people saw that, they started to make wishes upon them. Mm. And isn't that better than thinking that they're going to bring something bad? Because they are going to bring something good. Uh, yeah, I guess. Are you saying that the fairies aren't good? I I have thoughts on Meepo. <laughs> we learned that Nagisa doesn't really know who Hanukkah is, and that she's called the Queen of Knowledge. So I don't believe this is her first time trying to give information about something kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, it sounds like it's par for the course for her. Yeah, I really like Nagisa because she doesn't seem to know a lot, and I relate to that. Like, oh, there's this person in our school who's well-known. I don't know who that person is. <laughs> I don't pay attention. And then they start talking about boys. Mm-hmm. 
and how apparently Ahonaka is relatively popular with them. Yes. And Nagisa has a really good line. She says, maybe I should eat her nail clippings, which apparently means follow her example. Only she says it wrong, but that's what I'm going to start saying now. I'm going to eat her nail clippings. (laughs) We get our first instance of Nagisa being bisexual icon. Yes, we uh, do. Because she opens her locker and is, is full of love letters from girls. Yes. Together, Nagisa and Honoka, with their attraction from either side, will be the most powerful bisexuals in the school. This is the power of the pretty cure. It is. It is. We cut to a class, and it's math class, the worst class ever, because I don't like math. And we catch Nagisa also sleeping in the classroom and, of course, being asked to solve a problem on the board. Mm-hmm. I understand. I never slept in school, so I know how to deal with this problem, but sometimes I would not pay attention. I was the person who would, like, read books underneath the desk while class was going on. Yeah, I mean, I just, I tend to not pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least a lot of time. That's not entirely true. I did pay attention sometimes. I just, I doodled a lot in high school and middle school. And elementary school. (laughs) And college. Yeah, same here. I was really bad in elementary school, but I also had ADD and no one knew. So I just would not pay attention to the entire lesson that was going on. And eventually my teacher was like, I think you need to get your child checked out. But that's that. And here we see Honoka coming to Nagisa's defense. We also learned that they're in eighth grade, so they're middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. Honoka says that she doesn't think Nagisa can solve the problem. And at first, it seems like she's kind of like, ah, she's not smart enough to solve this problem. But instead, she starts saying, like, how the teacher messed up the problem and how the answer doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's always nice when you can catch your teacher be like, actually, you're wrong. Well, I guess it depends on the teacher. Yes, the teacher had written down x minus 7 equals 19 plus x. Solve for x. Um, and there is a mis- a miswritten sign. It's supposed to be 19 minus x because otherwise it is impossible to solve. Yeah, and math is already bad as it is. You don't need an impossible equation in the 8th grade. Yeah, I need to know what's going on with these trapezoidal blackboards. They are kind of weird. Like, there's a lot of There's a lot of trapezoids in this school, and I'm not sure if that's just, like, an aesthetic choice or if it's like that in some places. You know, I'm not sure about the second one, but the first one would be interesting. They're like, we shouldn't have rectangle boards, you know? We should have trapezoid boards, you know, to really stand out from the other schools. Yeah, trapezoid boards. Yeah, that's right. Our boards are cooler looking than everyone else's. Nagisa follows Honoka out of the classroom to thank her for helping her. And Honoka is just kind of like, ah, it's no problem. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we cut to a train, like one of those uh, electronic trains that you see a lot in like anime and stuff. I'm sure they're, they actually have them in Japan. I wish we had them here because they're really cool and it'd be more convenient to get to places. Yeah, sure would. They start, uh, 
Nagisa has two friends start talking about who should be the class officers, and they, they mention that Honoka and Nagisa should be the class officers, and mm-hmm. Nagisa does not like that idea. She's like, no, that's, that's not me at all. You know, because they're both really popular, so they feel like they would be a good match. Yeah. One of them's really popular with girls. <laughs> they have our idea. They're like, one is popular with girls and one is popular with boys. You know, they should be put together. Glad to see Nagisa's friends see reasons too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of boys, Nagisa seems to be looking at one boy as the train passes by. And we don't know his name yet, but from what I remember, he is a minor character in the story because Nagisa does have a crush on him. And that does come up in the anime. Yeah, I just thought he looked kind of like a generic anime boy. I mean, he does look like that. He's also in the opening. At one point, Nagisa and him are like walking in opposite directions and she looks longingly over in his direction. So you can tell that he's going to have some part in the story. I don't Mm. remember exactly what happens. I know they don't date, so. And if I'm wrong, well, I'll find out later. Yeah. Don't at me. I'll be well as long as I want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think around now Nagisa gets home. Yes, and I really love her bedroom. She has her carpet that's like covered in hearts, and her bed sheets covered in uh bunny rabbits, and she has like a bunch of stuffed animals on her bed. Mmm. It's really nice. I really like her room. It's a very good... She has a lot of stuffed animals. And she's bemoaning that she's only popular with girls. And she says, I'd like to be popular with boys sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, she's not upset about being popular with girls. She just wants to be popular with boys too, you know. Bisexual icon Nagisa. Yes, exactly. But this is when the story takes its turn towards... The magical. Oh, I just noticed that her closet also has hearts on it and flowers. I really like her bedroom. I would like a bedroom like that. (laughs) But yes, this is the time of shooting stars. Yes. And as she's watching them, she starts making wishes. She starts wishing that she had a handsome boyfriend. Oh no, a wonderful boyfriend. And then slim legs, buy a lot of clothes, and then eat her fill of chocolate cake. And like... Same, girl, same. I would also like those things, especially the chocolate cake. Yeah, I could handle some chocolate cake. But her wish is not granted because instead, something flies at her face. It misses, bounces around her room, but then it does smack her right in the head. And then also it explodes into a bunch of post-it notes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I Well, I think those are cards, actually. I think those... They are cards later, but they definitely look like just little post-it notes. They do. And it's a cell phone. And this is a interesting looking cell phone because it has like a, like the front of it looks like it has like a belt buckle over it. Mm-hmm. And inside is our introduction to our first fairy. But first, we cut back to Honoka, her dog. <laughs> a very good dog. <laughs> yes, he's adorable. His name is Chutaro. And he's a good boy. He runs off as he keeps barking to lead her to a shed in the back. We also get to see Honoka's mother, not mother, grandmother. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you can't really see her, you just see her, like... Silhouette. Yeah. Now, it's been a long time since I watched this season, so I don't remember everything that happens. But it feels like the story's kind of indicating that she's important. Because... Mm-hmm. Because Honoka finds the other cell phone in the shed, which means that she's had this for a while because it's like in like a box that's like tied up. Yeah, it's like a fancy ceremonial style box that even has like a separate compartment for the cards and everything's nice and padded. Yeah, and in Heart Catch Precure, the grandmother in that show was a pretty cure previously for her granddaughter ended up taking on the role years later. So I'm trying to remember if the grandmother in this one has any relation to that as well. I suppose we will find out together because my memory is very hazy on exactly what's going on. Hmm. Don't we do... Uh. Sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to move to the next scene. Ah, well we cut back to the bedroom where Nagisa is poking the phone with her lacrosse stick. And then we meet Meeple. We do. Right now, he's stuck in the phone. You're going to take care of me, Meepo. <laughs> yes, Meepo. He's kind of yellow fairy with, like, blue on his head. Oh, I thought he was, like, a green. Like a mint green. No, he's yellow. Is he? Yeah. Isn't he yellow? Hold on a second. Yeah, he's... That's definitely yellow. With, like, blue mm. on his eyes and on his head. I typed in Meeple and I got the like the little figures from Carcassonne. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is yellow. Is the other one green? You know, I just watched this episode recently, but I do not remember what color the other one is. Mipple is pink. Hmm. Hmm. Oh well. <laughs> we are then introduced to Nagisa's family. Well, her mother and her brother, Rocha, who goes to see why she's like screaming in her room. Which, I mean, it's fair. If a cell phone appeared in my bedroom, and then a fairy started talking to me from it, saying, You're gonna take care of me now. I'd be like, What? No, thank you. <laughs> no. So he, she tries to tell him that this cell phone that just landed in her room has, like, a, has something in it. And he doesn't believe her because he picks up the phone like there's no one on the other end of this phone because you know in these things when something magical happens to you everyone around you doesn't like know about no one believes it yeah and there's no proof yes because now meeple has decided to just be quiet yes maybe he doesn't like younger brothers he's like this kid no i'm not gonna talk to him he's not gonna help me this kid does not have the heart to be a pretty cure yes we do get to see the cards now that they, I guess, manifested. Because before they were like yellow and blank and now there are pictures on them. Yes, they stop glowing and turn into regular cards. And this is the start of Yu-Gi-Oh! No, I'm just kidding. Ah, yes, I love Digimon Tamers. <laughs> um, oh, so throughout this we basically learned that um, Meepo is a Moogle. Because he keeps saying a meepo at the end of everything. Yes. I really like when he's trying to uh, move across her bed and like the cell phone's just like inching its way across the covers. Mm-hmm. 
You're gonna have to carry me, Meepo. You have to take me to Meeple. My princess of hope, Meepo. And Nagisa's like, what are you talking about? And then Meepo starts, not Meepo, his name is Meeple, starts to cry. And we- I don't like Meeple. <laughs> He's not the best. Mipple seems okay, but Meeple is no good. There is a short at break where we get to see some of the cards and we get to see like what is a third fairy that we haven't been introduced to yet so far. Mm -hmm. And then he cuts back and Nagisa is walking down the street and instead of just carrying the cell phone, she has the Meeple phone in her lacrosse stick, just kind of like bouncing it along as she's guided down the road. Yeah, and Meeple, Meeple is like the worst GPS. Because <laughs> it's like, no, go right. No, no left, actually. No, actually, let's just go straight through this fence. <laughs> just go over this wall. And she does it. Like, Nagisa's like, what? Go over the fence. Well, okay, I guess. It's really yeah. great. We also get like, um... I guess, like, Meeple says that he senses someone's energy. Yeah. And then we get cut to who I just have written down as Vash the Stampede from the anime I haven't watched. <laughs> I refer to him as evil 80s rocker in my uh, notes because of his hair when he's fighting against the pretty hairs. It looks, he kind of, like, his outfit and his hair kind of reminded me of, like, 80s rockers or, like, so that's what I refer to him as. Yeah, and definitely... Get some shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. He definitely has a look later. We'll learn his name eventually. It's Piscard. Uh, uh, Pissard. There's no... Yeah. Picard? Picard! What are you doing in this anime? Aren't you supposed to be... So that's what he looks like before he joined Starfleet. <laughs> I really like this next scene because Nagisa is just walking through this old lady's backyard. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And this old lady is like... Who are you? What are you doing? And then Meeple just talks. Yes. We get to learn more information about what's going on. That he is the chosen guardian from the field of light, Meeple. And mm, some chosen guardian. Yeah. Nagisa falls into some trash as she keeps going straight. She then goes through a restaurant. Yeah. And then just says that she's really hungry. And we learn even more information about from Meeple that he must protect the field of light from the evil forces from the Dok Sesu zone. Wait, am I saying that right? Uh, I'm not sure. It's that Suku zone. Yeah, which is our first evil organization of Pretty Care. Oh, first. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, they are a pretty common theme in uh, Pretty Care. A lot of the times, the, like, what will happen is that wherever the fairies are from is under attack and they come over to our world to get help from the pretty cures to fight off the evil forces. So this is the start of that tradition where the fairies realms are under attack and they need help from us to fight the bad guys. And yes, Nagisa does say that she's hungry, which is relatable. If I was walking through a kitchen, I would also get really hungry. Yeah, these chefs are, like, not bugged by it at all, though. They're like, oh, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> this small middle schooler walking through our kitchen, it, that's fine, you know. Yeah, I mean, we left the door open. What can you expect? She's talking to a cell phone that's also talking about... Well, that's what phones do. They talk. <laughs> and we start heading towards an amusement park called Angel Land. Yeah. I really wish I lived near one of these, like, or ever lived near one of these sort of, like local 
small amusement park things that are like always in shows like this or in like some smaller like uh sitcoms and stuff where there's usually like a pier or something that has like a ferris wheel and some other attractions yeah that would be really awesome i would love to live near one of those too i just want to be able to go to like a fair whenever (laughs) yeah i mean during the summertime that'd be awesome just to go down there like as often as possible even if you don't like buy anything just yeah hang out down there and it's like otherwise my only option is to go drive for two hours and then spend like a hundred dollars to go into an amusement park yeah there's an amusement park close to where i live it's like an hour away but it's Uh, also pretty expensive i just want to spend like five to ten dollars and then like go eat some funnel cake yeah eat some funnel cake just walk around maybe go on a ride yeah accidentally win a goldfish <laughs> have to carry it with you for the rest of the night hopefully you don't drop it release the goldfish into the sea <laughs> no it can't survive in the sea cassidy <laughs> i know i'm just, that was the easiest way for me to say release the goldfish though <laughs> just pass it off to some other kid hey you want a goldfish here it's yours now congratulations Release the goldfish into one of those little dunking tanks that they uh, put the little (laughs) ducks in that you have to pick up and try to match the colors. Put that goldfish everywhere, basically. Accidentally release it into someone's drink. Oh, no. God. You know, this is all traffic, but I hate, like, sometimes in shows where, like, someone will accidentally put a fish in a drink and then someone will drink it and they'll swallow the fish. That's, like, the worst. That's bad. I, I, I just, I, I can't like, imagine, like, accidentally swallowing a fish like that. Because uh. it's definitely still going to keep moving. Yeah. Ugh, we need to move on. We do. Well, we are cutting from one thing to another creepy thing. We are introduced fully now to our evil villain of the episode, Pissard, an unfortunate name. Yeah. And... Yeah, he definitely has a look like he has like large like shoulder pads and his white hair is like really like poofy on top. But then he has like longer hair as well. And like red, I don't know if it's makeup or just his face like across his eyes. He's also wearing Yeah, leather. it's, it's a look. It's definitely a look. You know, if you're evil, you just gotta, you gotta go all out. Nagisa tries the one's way, but the evil man will not let her go. And she kind of just throws Meeple by accident. Kind of just tosses him with her net. Yeah. And we use Use them as a projectile. And we're finally introduced to our second fairy, Meeple. 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 You know, their names are so similar. Yeah, it's literally one letter different. And they're like similar letters too. Yes. But she is the other fairy. And she's with Honoka. So now both of them are in the amusement park. Yeah. Honoka seems to be a lot more okay with this alien situation. Like I said before, she's definitely taking a lot of the stuff that happens in this episode with stride. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I'm okay with it right now until I get any explanation. Yeah, and Nagisa uses this time to get Meeple back, and now the two of them are dealing with this. The piss guard starts like throwing like random stuff from the music park at them. Yeah, he's Magneto, it turns out. So they're, like, trying to dodge out of the way so they don't get, like, crushed by benches and trash cans. And now it is time. They must transform. Yes. 
And they gotta take out their cards. And they gotta get their Millennium item and put it on. No, wait. Yeah. Uh, so they swipe the cards through the phones. Um, and I'm pretty sure it makes a cash register noise when they do that. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and that sure is something. And this is the first time I wrote gay rights in my notes because it kind of like rainbow color comes and like shoots down around them. Yes, and then they instinctually hold hands. And this is important. This is something I really love about the first season of Pretty Cure because in order to transform, and we'll see later, in order to use their big attack, they have to hold hands. And yes. the, the bond between the two of them is really important to the show. Like, it's just something I really love that, you know, you have to hold hands to transform. You have to hold hands to use your powerful attacks. You know, you gotta be close with your other partner. It's just something I really like that they this only... This is the power of friendship? Question mark. Wink. <laughs> this transformation scene's pretty good. And they turn metal? Yes. Yes. They get the uh, metal cap. And they sink to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> what I really like about it is that Nagisa's transformation starts first. And as once her transformation completes, well, not completes fully, but like once her, one of her gloves uh, forms, it kind of goes to Hanukkah's and she starts transforming like their fingertips are touching. So once mm -hmm. the glove appears, it like ripples to Hanukkah so she can transform. And I just really like that. Yes. I love these sleeves. I love these big old boots. They're like very chunky and they f they look like it. They feel good. We also get to see these pouches where the cards and the cell phone go into. And this is something that like appears through all the trans... Not, well, I won't say all the transformation because I haven't seen all of them. But in a lot of the other transformation and later series, they also get like pouches where all their stuff goes into. That like sits at their hips. So, you know, they mm -hmm. always have their device and whatever they need, like, right there. I just like that detail. Yeah, it makes it feel like a physical thing. Like when Sailor Moon had to carry the moon rod in her purse. Yeah, and now uh. they are officially cure white and cure black. Yes. Also, like, when they were doing this, they shouted the transformation phrase, and then immediately they are like, why am I saying these words? <laughs> I love that detail. Where they're like, you say a heroic line, and then you're like, what am I doing? What is... What is going on? Yeah, um, and there's a bunch of stuff that happens during the fight that, like, as they're fighting, they're, like, very clearly doing it on instinct, and they don't normally have those instincts and are incredibly confused, and I love that when that happens to a new hero. Yes, it's very good. Also, for those who are just listening to the episode and they're not watching along, Nagisa is Kira Black and Honoka is Kira White. I, I feel like... The reason I like Cure Black's design more is just because there are two colors to it. Um, you know, it's black and white with the like occasional pink. Whereas the other one is just almost entirely white with like a little tiny bit of blue. Yeah, it's like a light blue. Well, and it's only on like the trim. It I feel like it really needs a second color. Yeah, you can also tell like a little bit about the personality because Kira Black's is a little bit, a little bit more sporty because she has like shorts underneath her skirt thing and she has a midriff and Kira White's is more like a dress instead of like a two-piece outfit. Mm -hmm. She also uh, gets to have a ribbon in her hair. Yes. Well, I don't think Nagisa has enough hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she could have oh, one, like, kind like of on top. a small one, maybe. Yes. And then we cut to some fighting where the two of them are, like, like I said before, they're, like, trying to, like, physically fight him, like, kicking him and punching at him. Yeah, and they're doing a pretty decent job for only half knowing what they're doing. 
Entro piss card kind of takes Honoka's leg and like just yeets her off the roof of the amusement park attraction they're on. Yeah, and then she just sort of like flips in the mid midair and lands it. It's Honoka a cat. Um, hmm. Hmm. Are meeples cats? Hmm. Hmm. I think their ears are too big to be cats. Uh, we'll think about it. <laughs> Um, at some point, Pissard puts Angel Land into the upside down. You're right. He kind of jumps up on top of another one and releases the name of the, like, villains. Not like villains, like, you know, like the minions of the show. Like the monster of the week? Yeah. The Why can't I say the name of this? Zach- uh, Zakenna? Zakenna, yeah. Which possesses a roller coaster, kind of turning it into a dragon. The power of darkness. Yeah, and it's got, like... It gets like these big angry veins on the front of it, and I hate to look at them. Yeah, it's definitely... They're like way bulging, and that's... it's bad. It's very bad. I don't like it either. I do like the rest of the design. I think it's interesting to see the roller coaster cars turn into a dragon, but... Yeah. It also has laser beam eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a question for you, Charlie. Yes. Uh, when you shoot a laser, do it push you backward? Uh, not normally. Alright, well the reason I ask is because sort of at the climax of this fight with the roller coaster, uh, Pretty Cure has to combine their powers and to shoot a giant laser, and it do push them backward. That's true. And I love one of laser that you shoot push you backward. I mean, I like that too. You know, I've never shot laser in my life, so maybe I'm not the right person to ask this question to. That's fair. If I ever shoot a laser, I'll let you know. Maybe we have to be together, like Kira Black and Kira White. We have to hold hands to shoot our laser. We'll have to try it out and find out. Which one of us is Kira Black and which one of us is Kira White? Oh, that's a good question. We'll have to find out. (laughs) We will. Listeners, pose your uh, response to that. Which one do you think is Kira Black and which one of us do you think is Kira White? Um, But yeah, they do with the laser and it destroys... The Zanaka, which then becomes a bunch of Gomena, which is very funny to me. Yes. Because <laughs> they're just all like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the name of the attack, I wrote it down. Because first they call Black Thunder and White Thunder. Mm-hmm. And the name of the attack is Pretty Cure Marble Screw, which sounds like a drink. Hell yeah, it does. It's very good. And it does destroy the evil darkness for now. And our 80s evil rocker disappears. Yes, he just sort of vanishes. Well, he kind of floats up into the sky and then vanishes, Mm -hmm. indicating that the stars might be evil too. Oh boy. Well, yeah, the Zanika, the Gomena are shaped like little stars, so maybe. Yeah, because when it gets defeated, it turns into like a bunch of black stars. Yeah. Honoka and Nagsa now de-transform, but the phone are still in the uh, pouches that they had before, and they're kind of like, let us out! And once they do release the phones, they kind of move together and start like, they become their actual fairy forms. I really like their tails. Meeple has a star tail and Meeple has a heart tail. Yeah, um, their designs are all right. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely better fairy forms out there, but I think for now, these are all right. I just have a hard time getting excited about them because I just, I do not like... Mipple's person or Meeple's personality. Yeah, and they are informed that now that they have been blessed with the power of Pretty Cure, they must fight evil. Nagisa doesn't really like that idea, but Honoka is kind of like, yeah, okay. She's like smiling through this, and she's like, it sounds like fun. Honoka, 
No. Yeah, I need to know more about Honoka before I make a final decision on whether or not I like her. But that is the episode. It cuts to the ending song, which is pretty good. Yeah, the credits made me really excited to see the future villains, because everybody's just sort of dancing in a line. Eventually, the endings for the series are CG, and they, they end up looking pretty good down the line. And of course, since this is from 2004, it's all traditional animation. Mm-hmm. Now, did you watch the uh, preview for the next episode? I feel like I did, but I could not tell you what happened during it. Well, for both Cassidy and for our listeners, to give you something to think about before next episode, I will leave you with the words, evil vacuum. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see you next time for cleaning up the city or give me a break, a city targeted by darkness. And if you guys want to watch along with us, the entire first season, just the first season of Futariwa is on Crunchyroll. No other seasons are on Crunchyroll. I do not know why. The first season's there, so if you want to watch it, that is where you can go. Yeah. So, do you have any final thoughts on the episode, Cassidy? Uh, it's a pretty good start. It is. I'm excited to watch more episodes to see what I remember, and I'm excited to hear what you think about about the series as well. Uh, we should do plugs. We should. Do you want to go first? Uh, you're the host. Let's let you do it first. All right. You can find me at magical underscore pride on Twitter. You can find this podcast Twitter account at prepod engaged. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Or on my other podcast, Kids and Their Dog where I talk with my friend Lava about Scooby-Doo films. You can also find The Pair of Us, because I'm sure it'll be out by the time this episode goes up. Probably. I don't know. Probably. Sometime this you month, wanna... so maybe. Maybe. Do you want to plug it? Yeah. You will You can find the both of us and our friend Crash over on a podcast called Hey, Let's Talk About It, where we talk about things. I don't have a way to end the episode. Samurai Pizza Cats. (laughs) You need to help me, Meepo. Yeah, I think we got an ending in there somewhere. We'll figure it out as we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Precure Pasta. Well, I fucked that up. Precure Pasta Engage. (laughs) Ha ha ha!